Dragon do you want me to give you the descriptions of the others so you can pick which one you would go towards? Oh, yes, please. That'd be do lovely. you want to give us descriptions? Of I the others? absolutely <laughs> do. So you've got this copper. That one. hello everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of the fellowship of the tabletop we are a live play 5e podcast set in the disputed lands of the verandian jungle in the magical homebrewed world of erif my name is darren and i'm going to run some DD for you these are the shadowman tales and with me tonight playing the hobgoblin with edukabara we have danny bonjour Playing the bugbear Jewish Trongus Bongwater is our one-shot extraordinaire, Wilbot. Hello! And playing the goblin barbarian druid party wrecker, we, uh, Kratz, we have Callum. I didn't start that. Playing the human ranger McBenner, we have Will. Hello, everybody. Playing the dragonborn rogue Sangar, we have Mark. Yo, 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 yo. And playing the dragon-born paladin Drago, we have Ian. We didn't start the fire. Nice, Billy Joel. Nice <laughs> Billy Joel reference. Good, good. Love a good throwback. Love yeah. a good throwback. Love a Billy. Love a Billy. <laughs> and on that topic, we need a throwback to what happened in last week's episode. Good and for his. that, we turn to the epic tones of the epic voiceover guy. Previously. On the Fellowship of the Tabletop. Mid-party fight, Ren's voice screamed out into the air, Stop! As a dark-cloaked figure emerged from the trees. Lantern in hand, hood pulled over its head. The party had finally found Carl the Bastard. With their attentions momentarily Changed by this strange figure's approach. McBenner was levitated into the air by Ukabura, attempting to diffuse the situation somewhat. Beneath him, the now uh, transformed Kratz growled his angry teddy bear voice. And finally... Chunga summoned a mighty dinosaur skeleton to attack the image of Carl the Bastard. Which was a little bit meta, being this Chungus attacking the same person. It's weird. And so the fight began. The bear charged, and its claws and teeth came snapping down upon the Carl the Bastard to reveal only an image. Ren, master of magics had summoned this image to stop the fight the party words exchanged no truce but a grim acceptance of the enmity that was now shared between them created separate camps and thus as night fell a small mouse skittered towards the camp of drago wren and mcbenner and while all slept, a figure appeared before McBenner, commanding him to seek out the merchant Mygan and say hello from an old friend. 
Mike and Hello. Mike and Mike and about Mike and Mike and please look Benner, consider your consider your inspiration renewed, although I am slightly worried you're going to use it to try and murder one of the uh, fellow players sat at the table. <laughs> I wonder who. Um as the temperature from the emotions of the day before start to come back down to a simmer. Unfortunately for our Dragonborn, the temperature within the air and the humidity starts to rise oh, again. Oh, come on. As the coolness oh. of the storm from the day before gives way back to this hot, humid air that has become so common and present within the Verandian jungle, both sets of camps start to stir at roughly the same time. You can probably see the other camp, though you're about 200 metres away from each other. Ren starts to pack up her things in the camp with McBenna, Drago, and the returned Syngar from his now frequent jaunts into the forests in the dead of night. You can hear the rattling of her closing up her bag, putting back in... Uh, things from her camp rolling up her, her her bed sack as she starts to rise in silence this is also played out in the other camp as the free goblin kin rise who would like to break the silence of the morning first go for it McBenna. so McBenna will have risen grumbled to himself as he did sort of stretching aching joints and he'll look over to Ren and the others, and whether Syngar and Drago are stirring or not yet, um, doesn't matter. You did a good thing, Ren. Hmm? Stopping the fight. You did right. Oh. I'm glad someone thinks so. And she'll just sit down and, and start to eat. And... McBenner will look over to Syngar. When you went into the woods, did you see any sign of the Yuan T? Uh, Darren, did I see any signs of the Yuan T in the jungle while I was there? Uh, no. No. I didn't. I, uh. No. Good. <laughs> nice. Hopefully, they're not pursuing. Ren, how long until you can cast your spell again, or can you do it any time? I've had a rest. I can do it any time. Do we need to worry about the Yuan when we're insistent on killing each other, though? And you can see that she's quite sullen now, that that she's clearly been wrestling with the admonishment from Drago the night before and the general breakdown of what, what happened and that she's she's a bit sullen at that. What happened happened. I'm not going to make any apologies for what I did. And I don't think anyone would expect any. I've that made depends. my feelings clear. What were their names, the two goblin? who Kyle butchered, what were their names? That information hasn't been revealed to you yet, McBenna, just for fidelity. Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure, yeah. McBenna looks to Ren. I don't know, Ren. But what I do know 
is that those aren't the only bodies that Carl has left behind him. And they're not the only bodies that he's capable of leaving. I swore way back on those boats that I would kill Carl. And both you and Drago were there and understand why. And you have to understand that that oath I've made is important because of who we've lost. I understand that. I'm also willing to bet that those three, or at least the two who came back, do know what those goblins are called. And their and right the- to revenge is just is just as profound as ours, in my opinion. Possibly. But at the end of the day, if they hadn't travelled with us, they would have never found those goblin bodies. At the end of the day, their path is bound to ours, not other way around. This all happened last night, Miss Drago turns around. Words that you want to say now should have been said yesterday. Today's a new day. We move on. Draw a line. Let's pack up our things. Meet up. We've got pressing matters to see to. I'll I'll say what I want to say when I want to say it. Fair enough, but it can be done while we're walking. Seconded. And McBenna will finish um, making sure the um, fire's embers are cold and he'll have packed up his stuff and he'll be ready to leave. He'll collect the four arrows that he placed around in a cordon last night and put them back in his quiver. Over in the other camp, you notice these figures who you were some of you were quarrelling with the night before have started to have started to start to pack up and look, look to be getting ready to move on. Kratz, how's your temper this morning? I'm always miserable. Boy, it's a bit better. Always oh, miserable. Eat. I've got no reason to be cheery in my life. I'm too old for that crap. That's really sad. (laughs) Yeah, it gets me through another day. I like having something to moan about. When's the last time you smiled? Probably when I smacked that old man in all fairness, but I was a bear, you couldn't really tell. Kratz, I'm somewhat heartbroken at this idea that you're forever sad and angry. (laughs) But if I enjoy being sad and angry, am I ever really sad and angry? It's a bit of a conundrum, you see. Uh, You're a complicated fellow, I'll give you that, Kratz. I'm a man, a goblin, or rather, of great experience. I can tell. I suppose, Chungus, we'd better go and, you know, bury the hatchet. Into the old man. (laughs) (laughs) If that would give you pleasure, my friend, yes. It might make me smile. You could always try it. I don't know. But Chungus is our clan leader right now. Yeah, and I'm just, I think it's probably best if we don't, you know, bury hatchets into each other. I mean, it looks like we're in two groups now, but we're all, we've all got the same aim. This is what we were talking about last night. And, And it looks like that they're getting ready to, you know, disappear off, so... Perhaps we need to start packing our things. Yes, sir. And I will proceed to do so. 
They're going to give a stern look to Chungus. All right. And then we'll continue to pack my things. Chungus will turn away um, and kind of let out, not a sigh necessarily, not really a a breath of relief, but somewhere in between the two. Uh, He is not a leader necessarily, but it seems these two have pretty much elected him so. So he's like, I've got to keep myself a bit strong for these guys right there. Right, we'll we'll get caught up with them and just make sure they're all ready to go. Uh, come on, when you're ready, follow me. And I'll um, pat Kratz on the back and offer my arm as though he should leave first. Begrudgingly, it's like the pat on the back. It just like a takes a few steps and it just grumbles to himself and um, follows. Chungus, but not like really, really close. I feel like you've just picked up your Zimmer frame as well while doing it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, quite possibly. Re- you know, I've grabbed a branch that's just down on the ground. It's like the Got a trolley that. just behind you as well that's made out of tartan. And just keep going. <laughs> I wish. Can't find those in the jungle. The wheels make it too difficult. Uh, and then as. Uh, I'll, I'll take the liberties of putting out any fire or anything that we've we've put up. And then just as I'm doing that with my mage hand on the side of the fire, or just like obscured from view of anyone else, I'm just going to sort of try and use it to engrave in the dirt. Um, a simple message that says, uh, I'm Ukabura. I'm still alive. I'm going to dash rig. Dash. Dash Calray. Dash Calray. Uh, Find me there. And that's it. I like to think if you misspelled Dash Kaura a couple of times. <laughs> Get, crossed, out. crossed out. <laughs> the <Yeah>. city. <laughs> I mean, if you're willing to dedicate some time to that, a couple of minutes, it's going to be easy enough to, to write that out with a mage hand, I suppose, in the dirt. If, yeah. if you're willing, looking to rush that, I'm probably going to need an arcana chip. No, no, I'm just going to make it look like I'm pottering. I'll make it look like I'm busy, but at the same time, just sort of... You'd probably hear craps if you're taking your time. Like, Come on, then, you little git. Hurry up. Thing is, Kratz, I know you're actually happy calling me names, so th- this is okay with me. Okay, and for the fidelity of our listeners, you can all have a long rest from your attempts to murder each other. Congratulations. Yay. Nice. Hooray. All, all those spell slots are burnt trying to... <laughs> so, Will, fresh start, yeah? You know, let's, let's go at it again. Full health, yeah? Round two. <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. H- how close... Goblinkin, are you getting to the other party? Uh, I'll imagine we're beelining for Syangar, our only ally. Yeah, I think uh, Chungus, he's he's got something that perhaps his, his fellow Goblinkin don't in the sense that he's been with these guys just a little bit longer, just a couple of days longer. Um, so he wouldn't feel uncomfortable to get closer and basically probably try and catch up to the group in front. Uh, and just probably pipe up and just say, uh, I can see that we're ready to get going. Um, it's not too much further today. We should be able to get there. Well, hopefully before nightfall, if if, if we're traveling pretty quickly. Good. I am. Um, and uh, McBen will be acknowledging uh, Chungus. I've uh, got a name of a merchant I think we need to find. Called Mygan. Mygan. Who's in the city. <laughs> it's really weird how these trees make your voice echo if you say 
My God. My God. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's really weird. It's the, it's the, yeah. it's the leaves and the, the wind. Uh, the, the acoustics on that one word are weird. I, I might try um, it myself. My again. But yeah, uh, so this this uh, merchant, Mygan, he will probably be <laughs> these trees. They can bring a smile to anyone's face, even a grumpy <laughs> goblin's face, I reckon. Um, Could I... you say what makes you feel this way? <laughs> Thank you, Will. <laughs> someone got it. Someone got it. Someone got it. <laughs> I got it. I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't know what makes you feel this way. About my god. My god. Talk about my god. My god. We just get out of these singing trees. I hate singing trees. Now, probably best. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Uh, so we've got to find your your merchant. Uh, we, we definitely have to go and try and get ourselves an audience with, with Scrymar, um, especially if we know that uh, Scrymar Earthcore, he's like the, uh, well, the, the, the big guy. Um, he's he's one of the, the one of the most important people there in Dashkel Rare. And if we've got these Yuan Ti on the way, uh, I don't imagine that we'll manage to get a audience with him. But if we can get a message onto him, uh, we need to warn them. We need to get the Drake Wardens properly uh, looking. If it if it sounds like something big's on the way, I was going to say, uh, is someone as important as that going to listen to five, six weary travellers coming out of the jungle? Well, have we got any evidence? I suppose can uh, can Ren. Um, I know that y- you said that she could kind of see where Carl is. Is there any way that she could um, maybe show that to to someone else? I have no idea. You'd have to ask her. That's beyond me. Right. Well, it, it's an option. Um, we can oh, discuss I, on I, the way. I don't. I don't. And that's what we better sort of try to walk and talk at this point. I, I don't deny it's a great idea. Him. But people who run cities, you know, that sounds like high lordly lordy stuff to me. But yeah, let's we can keep our options open. Any friends in a city we don't know is better than none. Right. We'll uh, bring up the rear, I suppose. Fair enough. And McBenner will um sort of increase his stride slightly, um to join whoever's at the front, I assume it's Drago. Uh, Ren is also keeping a, a pace at the front, and unless anyone makes an effort to overtake her, is is just for the first time instead of hanging back, is just keeping herself to herself and, and moving as, as well, fast as she Ren can. Know where she's going? She she knows the general direction of travel is still following the river, and that's that's Sorry. effectively what she's doing. We'll let the low HP um, mage go in front. It's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'd be keeping watch from uh, the back then. So she doesn't stray too far. Okay. So we've got Ren, then Drago, and McBenner has made his way back to the front. Then I would assume Chungus before Sayangar has has now fallen into the back of the pack along with Vukabur yeah. and Kratz. Is is that a, is that fair that my reading of the situation is correct? Yep. I believe so, yes. Great. Terrific. Um despite the heat your next day of travel is actually the easiest travel yet. The trees now start to really start to thin out, particularly the dark, dense, green jungle trees. And what you start to notice is that these rich trees of red and auburn and purples and golds, 
they start to materialize in their place. Eventually, you come to a clearing in the tree line. And for the first time on the distant horizon, imagine looking out to sea and seeing something quite far on the horizon, you can now see the foot of this great mountain that just seems to ascend upwards into the clouds. This is the great civilization of Dash Calre that sits at its feet. You can mark out the, 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 the markings of what appears to be a, a city built into the foundations of this mountain. As you pass through this clearing, you start to note that all the trees that seem to be on the edge of this tree line, they are these great trees of ancient red and purple. These are ancient sylvan trees, and Chungus, you would probably be Anuka Burra as as the two who are educated the most on where you are. You would be aware that these are what are known as the Circle of the Ever Guardians. It says they go all the way across the clearing of the Verandian and into and, and surround the farmlands that are that are north of Eris Gift and north of Dash Calray. And it is said that should Dash Calray ever face mortal peril, that the Ever Guardians have the means to pull the entire city and its surrounding farmlands back into the Feywild. You've continued to move throughout the day. The heat is actually worse now that the tree line has dissipated. However, you are all of a sudden starting to notice that there is now a, a, a presence of a dusty road beneath your feet. You start to pass fences. You start to notice um, well-maintained farmland is starting to replace the thick denseness of the jungle. Chungus told you true enough. You are probably going to be able to arrive at Dash Calray's gates as the sun reaches uh, the, the point of setting. Is there anything that you want to do or say as you move towards the city? It now becomes clear that that th- th- this this ten day journey that has quite epically paid, played out over the last x amount of episodes on this podcast is, is is starting to near its end so if there are any discussions that you want to have before you reach the city it becomes clear to you all that now is the time to have them mcbenna walking beside drago will sort of look at the city ahead drago <clears throat> while we were camped overnight while i was keeping watch the person who warned me about carl came to me again so as you uh, look over at drago this whole day he hasn't really said anything he's been walking quite stoically back straight trying not to show any visible signs of the heat kind of getting to him showing any fatigue or any pain um, but beads of sweat have been dripping down um, and his eyes have kind of creased as the sweat kind of kind of brushes over his eyes and he's trying to blink it out um, but he's remained very silent with a hand grasp of the amulet and um, has almost been walking, but without having his full mind on the journey, almost like he's had half a mind in the amulet. And as you wake him from this, sorry, um, what, were, what did you say? When we were on the boat at sea, I said that someone had came to me in the night, 
told me that Carl was going to betray us. And then I came and woke you and we found him. Yeah. The same person that warned me then appeared as an image during the night to me. Um, what did they say? Well, they asked if I believed in prophecy now and divination, and I grudgingly accepted that afterwards I had to, given the evidence. He told us to seek out a merchant, uh, Mygan. Mygan. Well, the trees are still echoing, Mygan. even this far away. Um, even though there's no trees around, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> I've mentioned it to must be the plains. I've mentioned it to Chungus, and he thinks it might be, he seems to accept it's a okay idea. I was told by the image to find this merchant, my gun. My gun. And say hello to my him gun. from an old friend. So it at least gives us someone to talk to if this. You, are you the old friend here? I have no idea. My gun doesn't my mean gun. anything to me. My gun. So I don't know why I feel this way, but. <laughs> His name's fucking Fred from now on. All right, there. <laughs> have it. <laughs> deep about the way. No, um, no, but at the end of the day, I it, it could. I don't know whether this image is trying to say that it is someone I'll know when I see him. It's not a name I know. So all I can say is at least we've got someone to talk to. Chungus mentioned this Skymar Earthfall, like a leader of the city, talks about the Drake Wardens against the UNT which is a noble idea, but I don't know about you. I don't have much experience of talking to royalty or people who rule cities or nations. So uh, I've only met, as far as I know, a couple of royal members in my lifetime. Uh, more than me. I mean, I've seen royalty from distance, but I've never spoken to them. No, actually, some, uh, some of the best people I know. Um, one no longer here. Anyway, um, I think you're right to believe that this merchant we have to find is the truer course. This is the same person that told you that Carl was corrupted, correct? It, from what I saw, yeah. So there's no need for us to doubt that information now. No. However, we're in a good opportune moment where we could have us go to the merchant and Chungus and Co. go to where they need to go. It seems it would quicken our efforts. I'm I'm worried that we're going to lose sight of Carl. We've already wasted too much time. He has kept ahead of us at a pace. We did well to keep up with him, but those UNT and the like did stop us a bit. So I agree. If we... Yeah, if we head to this merchant and whatever comes of it, we'll see what we can do. We can meet up with the others afterwards. Aye. Drago just nods in agreement, carries on. One hand still grasped on the amulet. And as you continue to move, you see... I just want to point out, it's very comfortable silence as well. Drago's not oh, yeah. needing to fill the blanks or the voids. It's not like one of those relationships where... If there is silence, it's a little bit awkward. Draga feels very comfortable in. in yeah, and McBen is happy. McBen has got used to to, to Drago and knows that you know Drago is not one to fill void with idle chat. And you know, Drago Drago says something. Drago's taking the time to make sure he knows what he's saying, and then he's not going to just fill it with idle blabber. So yeah, McBen is quite happy. 
sort of watching Ren, who's still probably striding off in a little bit of a teenager strop, um, you know. Yeah, and, and she's not really noticing any of the, the fact that now figures are starting to pass you on the road. A, a, a cart with what appears to be some arable workers passes by. They're, they're not the type of humanoids that you, Drago, have seen before. I don't believe Drago has ever encountered furbolgs or shifters, but the furbolgs are effectively these very large humanoids, and they have these very kind of like fit kind of like um, bushy mutton chops and beards and floppy hair. Um, but they appear to have quite strange skin colors they are uh, a, a shade of almost like an opal color and um as you continue to move you also see some what appear to be like beast-like uh humanoids that um have the, the the markings or looks of like a human or an elf but they're actually very furry similar to to chungus however they don't appear to have the goblin complexion these are which the goblin kin would be able to tell you are known as shifters or beastborn which are effectively some form of uh human kin that has at some point uh intermingled with the abyssal bloodline um you will continue to move on um and eventually, what you are able to see is that the city starts to come into clearer vision. You can now clearly make out the gargantuan mountain of various gifts. You notice the color of the water is quite spectacular. It's a, a, a almost turquoisey, almost aqua kind of style blue that seems to just rush down this waterfall uh, that seems to just pass through the city itself. At the foot of the river that it feeds, the river that is said to feed all of Erif, along its banks are a series of huts, fishery posts containing nets, boats, promenades and jetties. And these start to become more prominent along the river itself as you move closer towards Dash Calray. As you continue to move closer, you can see that there are now these great city walls ordained with tall sweeping bronze and orange leaf trees. You can also now start to make out these great gates that seem to sit at the end of this road journey then. The set of tall, ancient, sylvan, fey-like gates, similar to the trees that you've seen on the outskirts of the clearing back near the Verandian. A host of dark sylvan oak seems to keep vigilance around the walls of this city. You can make out the walls of this city. And from this, you can now see that there are clearly four levels of this city, city built into the mountainside itself. The top of which appears to be a large platform that seems to have a long bridge that sits above the other three levels. The third and first level seem to show the most signs of civilization. You start to see smoke billowing from chimneys. The third level actually seems to go into the actual mountain itself in a really interesting way as if you can actually see lights coming from within the actual mountaintop itself. Buildings, homes, shops, all showing shines of life. This is a big city. The second level seems to contain a skyline of purple trees, which you, Chungus, would be able to identify as a sept that is uh, noted as being blessed by the moon mistress herself, Selem. There is also this great dome-like infrastructure on the second level built into the mountain itself. It almost looks like a large uh, Avery kind of like style birdcage. It is from this platform that you notice something spectacular. All of a sudden, the bells seem to ring from within inside this almost like large birdcage. 
and they boom out across the horizon as the sun starts to fade behind the mountain. And you see, glistening in the fading sun, these colours taped to the sky. Gold, bronze, brass, silver. And then what you notice is that these colours seem to have wings. They're an awe-inspiring sight. And as they emerge from this cathedral, they take to the sky with a roar. And you notice that these things, they seem to be similar to the dinosaurs that you've seen, but they seem to have something draconic about them as well. Goblinkin, you immediately recognise these as drakes. The large dragonkin, they take to the sky with riders on their back, and they start to fly fly in your direction as these bells from this cathedral continue to ring. Did you say that the drakes have riders on their back? You can clearly see that there is someone what you would presume to be mounted on the back of these creatures. And it's also apparent that these colours that are jostling in the fading sun are flying in your direction. Do I get a sense of what kind of being is on the back of riding this drake? You can make a perception. I would very much like to do that. Unfortunately, though, my eyes aren't working. The sweat has made it all blurry. I got a six. Uh, Figures. Humanoid figures. It's really hard to tell beyond that. McBenner, you, you, you had a hand up. Can I confirm? I think uh, during one of the early episodes in the jungle, we did see a drake flying overhead, didn't we, that was riderless? Uh, you saw a drake that you perceived to be riderless at the time. Right. Yes. Didn't know, okay, yes. Cool. <laughs> well, looks like the city is sending out a welcome party. I wonder if they do that for everyone who emerges from the jungle. <laughs> I take umbrage. With the fact that the drakes have riders on their backs. Oh, it's all very, uh, I'm sure it's all very civilised, eh? Strike me as civilised folk. So you wouldn't mind it if I jumped on your back and you ro- I rode you into town? Well, I'm not really a, something that you normally ride, so... No, the and drakes. But I didn't say you were. Clearly these people seem to have made a culture of it. There are people who ride things like griffins and pegasi, you know, in stories anyway. You would also name it, Ben, that the rangers the brother might fought, that they don't tame horses because horses can't handle the, the, the heat of the rending. They tame raptors. Raptors are what are the other choice of mounts for the, for the rangers of brother might. Yeah. Myself, we, we've trained or we've had folk who would train... Things like we saw in the jungle, but a bit smaller. More like a raptor than a giant, whatever that thing was that Chungus was chatting to. And as you say that, Chungus, you, 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 your hand has been bouncing up and down. So you, you, yeah. you overhear this conversation and, and bring yourself forward. So uh, Chungus has, has seen the Drake Wardens before, but he's always awe-inspired by them. Um, and... I mean, they're, they're technically closer to Selene, so it's, it's something that he, he aspires to as well at some point. But um, overhearing what Drago and Sangar are saying, he kind of 
gets up closer to them and says, oh, no, no, don't, don't get it wrong. It's, it's not like a, uh, enslaving the drakes. They're, the riders, they're like they're bonded with them pretty much from eggs. The apprentices are sent out to, to find these drake eggs and, and bring them back and they raise them like, uh, like almost it's difficult to explain, but like brothers and, and sisters, there, there's a connection between them, this is not like master and beast. This is something more. Do I mean to understand that this connection severs the connection between the Drake's would-be mother, father, and family that potentially they could have grown up surrounded by, also that they could have a life in service to another creature? I mean, uh, I've noticed that the kind of horses dragging the carts past us. That doesn't seem to be an issue to you, Drago, but these things flying that I've just told you, like a brotherly king, uh, that seems to be the issue with you. I don't share blood with horses. Uh, neither do I, but, I mean, if if you had that connection, I mean, you obviously want to look after it and make sure that it's got the... the, 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 the I suppose like you, like, and he's pointing to... Um, Ren and McBenna, you look after each other, don't you? You've got each other's backs. Yes, but it's... they didn't steal me from my family when I was born. As I understand it, Drago, my reading about places like Sleekguard is no different than having a puppy. Well, you look after that creature, you make it part of your family, you know? It's the same thing. As Chungus says, it's like a horse. Yeah. Being ridden into battle, but to been put in even worse threat, I'd imagine. Regardless, I don't think you're going to change my mind. I don't think I'm going to change yours. I think the objection Drago has taken here is the implication that these people from the city go out into the jungle, steal these eggs from their family, and then essentially raise these drakes in a servitude that they don't really know they weren't born to. If I'm perceiving correctly. You perceive correctly. Uh, Regardless, I'm... it would be good to move on. Just remember, you're trying to kill a cat. You need to say what you need to say. We need to do what we need to do. Let's move on. So, uh, and Jungus will point out the city ahead of... You mentioned you've got a, a, a merchant friend, is that right? Aye, uh, a merchant we can talk to who might be able to point us in the right direction of... At least give us the equipment we need to follow Carl into the frozen wastes or guide us further from now. Will and uh, Chugs is kind of motioning out to the city uh, ahead. Uh, and he says, well, it, it's kind of broken up into a sort of five different levels here ahead of you. Um, I mean, the, the first level in front of us is, is what's known as the seat of nourishment. It's more of like the, the fishermen, the tribes uh, uh, bring themselves there for the kind of the main trade linked to the rivers. Um, that their second level, and he'll point out where the Drake Wardens have come from, that's where they kind of train to be Drake Wardens. They've got a couple of uh, temples up there, like a temple to the, to the moon mistress and, and many others. Uh, and it's the third level up there as well, the, the the seat of living, they call it. That's kind of where you'll find accommodation and, and, and shops and kind of living quarters and, and things like that. That might be a, a first port of call if that's what you're looking for. Um, and I think it'll turn back to Ukabura and Kratz and say, 
I think we need to send a message up to the seat of the elders um, if we can. I, I don't think, obviously none of us now being affiliated with our, our previous tribes, I don't think we're going to get good passage up there, but uh, we've got to try. We've got to try and send a message. We do our best. I've never been that high up in the city. Kratz, you strike me as a diplomat. Any luck up there? I strike you as a diplomat. What the bloody heck's wrong with your head today? <laughs> Christ, I've barely left the bleeding forest, I have. Who's Christ? I don't know. Some bloke I heard about. Try a key. Bit of a wizard, I've heard. Chungus, you... you it, it, are there certain things we need to know about being in the city you mentioned about the tears and you, from your implication it suggested that there are certain levels that people aren't allowed to go to oh yes yeah, certainly you don't want to be found in the wrong places but i mean if you just ask and and uh, i mean the the guards as well will help it looks like if these drake wardens are hidden the whole way we could always ask them i, I always say it's just it's, uh, ask questions first and that's the politest way you can be i don't think that's what they'll be like is the city welcome to outsiders or... Just bear in mind you'll be one of few humans most have seen in this city. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that you're going to be looking pretty weird. I mean, they've got some changes and, and, and beast folk here, but you're probably going to stand out. Hopefully my beard will make me look a bit more beastly. <laughs> um, One shot will... Uh, award yourself some inspiration for that <sighs> incredibly... St- studious uh undertaking of my clearly uh of my shadow men document where you have clearly <laughs> just beautifully described the 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 terrain that, that that we're all about to find ourselves in very shortly i didn't even know this bit was in the shadow Man document have you this guy does his homework you all yeah i sent it to you, all. you? I, I wrote yeah i i did a lot of dash calorie building oh. over the festival i was not aware that you said it was great great <laughs> pleasure in it Ignoring did, it. So I, didn't, I didn't do the reading, I, sir. I was I not aware you said that to us. Well, I didn't do the reading, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, it, as you continue to walk on, eventually these drakes start to come closer. And eventually what they seem to do is they seem to circle overhead near you. And as they do so, you can now really see this dance of colours. There are golds, coppers, silvers, brasses, and bronzes. And eventually what happens is, is that one of them, this silver-coloured drake, just seems to nosedive towards you all and lands on the road in front of you. This drake on all four legs, that's one of the things that clearly separates it from dragons, is the presence of four distinct limbs. And as it starts to prowl towards you, you notice that it also has fur as well in certain places. It has this silver and white fur that seems to dance around and weave its way into these scales, these jade red eyes and antlers as well that seem to contort and turn with this fey-like beauty. On its back is a rider, what appears to be a muscular elf covered in tattoos he has scale armor up to the rib cage knee-length cuff boots and then these deep red sylvan tattoos that you can see blazoned across his chest he looks at you down from this drake as he approaches with these bronze colored eyes and this hair with a jet blue sky streak and just says to you 
in Draconic, for those of you that understand it. So Moonweaver truly has picked up the Draconic scent. What is your business here? Is he addressing someone in particular? He has just shouted that out in Draconic towards your party. If you understand Draconic, you have understood what he said. If you do not, you have not. What did he say? I'm just going to look blankly around the party. Yeah, I have no idea. Drago's going to look towards Sangar. Drago's going to look towards Sangar, raise an eyebrow as if to mentally impart. Do you want to take this? Because I've got something to say if you don't want it. Sorry, I was trying to unmute myself. Um, yes, no, I don't want to lead it. Uh, he's going to look at you and just kind of go, uh, and you kind of like eyebrow nod, you kind of point, you you kind of show him you do it. And he's going okay. to shuffle behind you. Good description for a podcast there. <laughs> no, that was well, perfect. I, I think everyone I gets it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. Um, and uh, just kind of maybe shuffle back a little bit, eyes down a little bit as well. He's not the, he's not the best talker in official capacities. Uh, um, yeah, so as this beautifully descriptive image uh, is laid out in front of Drago and this very kind of exchange of power from this muscular elf sits high above everyone on a drake, no doubt. Drago has subconsciously made sure that his back is as straight as possible. His arms are as flexed as possible. But his fists, his hands are closed in fists as well as if he's trying to control any kind of um, sudden rage that is threatening to overtake him from seeing what he believes one of his own enslaved and used in this position. And all of a sudden seeing this, but not understanding, not aware of the world that he's kind of stepped foot in. Still, this rage is kind of pulsed inside of him. And he's using every ounce of training from Akiva, memories from a Claude, just trying to kind of simmer it. He will look the elven guy straight in the eyes and answer back in Draconic. What if I were to tell you that we came to free the drakes that you hold captive, like the one that you're riding? He smiles at that. And the drake continues to move forwards before, with a quick jaunt, just seems to lunge in the direction of Ren, who takes a step back and he pulls the reins on the drake and just continues to smile at you and says, There are no slaves in Dash Calray, least of all the drakes. McBenner, um, or, or, and Ukabar, I've got two bouncing hands. As, as he says this, who wants to interject? Uh, just as the... Um... Uh, Drake goes to lunge at Ren. Could I make an animal handling check to see if there's a, a place on the Drake where I could give him a little scratch or a little pet and it would calm him a little bit? By all means. Nice. I have a plus zero to this. It's a five. Okay, yeah, you step forward and go to do that. And then suddenly what happens, this drake that's lunged toward Ren turns to you and with a snarl just unleashes this cold breath in your direction. It's not a breath weapon, just to throw that. It's just a a, 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 a scent of, of, of cold that seems to descend from these silver nostrils as you go to touch it. And he pulls the reins once more. 
as that happens, you notice something. This gold flare just lands in the field next to the road. This is the largest of the great the drakes. This golden scaled drake. And you can see on its back this female golden dragonborn who is just pulling on these reins and she just says to the drake as it continues to just prowl forwards towards you all in draconic, steady soul bahumet. And this drake seems to respond to her to her touch and her pull as she seems to be able to just bring this drake into order. This golden drake is 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 bigger than Moonweaver, the drake that you can see in front of you on the road. It clearly is the alpha of the drakes that you can see still dancing in the sky, though this one has now landed as well. It has these gold and pearl-like, pearl-like scales that glisten and these white pupils that seem to dart towards you, Drago, at the front of this party. And you can see on its back that these antlers seem to curve upwards and towards its head, giving it the impression as if it's mounted with a crown. The female dragonborn then speaks in draconic and says, My name is Sol Reva. I am the leader of the Drake Wardens of Dash Calre. We mean no harm to you, though we are worried that perhaps you bring something quite dangerous into our kingdom. There is a teleporter amongst you, is there not? How do you feel riding a creature with whose blood you share? A creature that is so respected, powerful, dangerous, and should be free to live its own life. Indraconic. Can somebody talk fucking English round here? <laughs> <laughs> Is it called English? Common. Can somebody oh, talk no, it's, fucking it's common around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to the pub. <laughs> she hears that and she pulls the reins towards the floor and the drake arches its neck and she climbs down from the saddle on its back and she nestles the drake delicately on the cheek and it seems to almost you hear like this kind of like purr seems to come from the creature and she turns to you and says i have been bonded to sol bahumet since it was a hatchling the drakes are of the feywild they are a gift to this realm we treat them with reverence and we bond with them my bond with this creature is far greater than anything that you could understand don't Speak for me. I asked you a simple question. She turns back to that and goes, I have never killed anything with the draconic blood before. But you have, haven't you? Drago, son of Dengon. I've never killed anything with the draconic blood. And perhaps the stories of the blight are exaggerated. We heard tales of you and your friends slowing a great dragon. That dragon was dead. Undead. It was a sin for that poor thing. 
to live a life that was a lie. It had perished by other means a long time ago. I set it free. How do you feel about doing that to your pets? And Drago says that word with disdain. Myself and Sol Bahumut are one. We hear rumours of what that little queen of yours is willingly allowed to happen in her city. Don't bring your judgement to me. My question remains. Is there a teleporter amongst you? Why would I divulge that information to a stranger? Ukabura steps forward. I'm Ukabura. Eye still fixed on Drago. Teleporter. DM question, are you? No, just, I'm, I'm totally blagging this. Make a deception check. Okay, nice. <laughs> Trying to diffuse the situation. I, I assume this is a current <laughs> draconic. Ukabura is shocked as oh, all by now. Yeah, where's that all in? Was that whole I'm going to say, was that all this, in they, They've not spoken common yet. Oh, oh that's I wouldn't know common. to do that. I wouldn't know to do that. No, 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 no. Draconic. <laughs> we could do it in real time. You've got something stuck in your throat, Drago. Um, okay, if you're retconning that, you do notice now that the other drakes, this one of there's one of brass, there's one of copper, and there's one of bronze. They're also landing on the other side of the field, and you can are see we being surrounded on the back? You're effectively surrounded by this circle of drakes. McBen is going to sort of lean towards Drago, not knowing what's being said, and sort of whisper quietly, "Drago, I've got your back and all, but whatever you're saying, this is going south really fast." So. so- um, Saiga yeah. is going to mutter back to you because obviously Drago is kind of deep in conversation with this elf. As a, sorry, with this dragonborn, he's making it worse. Just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> and at that, Saiga is going to like go to like scratch his scratch his like midsection. But in the, in, in, by the ways of doing it, he's going to slowly lower his hand down to the hilt of his sword and just rest his thumb upon the. Um, the, the pummel of it and just kind of give like a knowing look to um to McBenner, just like a be ready. Drago, I know you're not happy with whatever they're saying and the fact they're riding Drake's probably has something to do with it. But um can we just remember what we're here for? Pot kettle black much <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, guy. Did you sneeze? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the draconic I was trying to speak. Excuse me. I believe the final words that I said was, uh, "Why would I tell a stranger or something like that?" Divulge that. Info. I think I said it grander yeah. for Drago yeah. than I would for me. As this is happening, you then hear a voice shout out, "I'm the teleporter." In, in common or in draconic? Ren shouts that in draconic. Thank you. Then, uh, fuck. I'm the one you want. What are they saying? And for McBenna's the first just time, shrugs towards Zuckerberg and off. Chungus. For the first time, Sol Reaver, this golden dragonborn whose eyes haven't left Drago, they turn towards Ren, and she says in the common tongue, "We mean you no harm. Yes, you just need to know that teleportation magic is banned 
within the great city of Dash Calray. And until we know your intentions, you have to be kept under strict surveillance. Question from, you know, just simple folk here. How did you know she was a teleporter? And yeah, surely there was a better way of having this conversation than. And, uh, and McBenna looks around and just counts the, the drakes. Yeah, this, this, yeah, exactly a friendly, welcoming party. You have my apologies for any offense that this party has given you. However, we cannot be uh, seen to be taking any any chances. We're under strict orders from Scrymarath call himself. The Wan-Ti have mobilized in numbers that we haven't seen before. And as such, we are under strict orders to trace any teleportation magic that passes the Everguardians. Ukabara, yes, she's now speaking in common. Okay. So she said the lot. Ever since she's turned to Ren, she's turned to common. Um, I'm going to cast message to Kratz and just cover my mouth and say, I dare you to tell that scary person McBenner is a teleporter. <laughs> I'm just going to then just scratch other parts of my body and uh, look. Um, it was really serious. I think this one can do it as well, you know. And I am pointing to McBenner at that. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. I wouldn't trust him. McBenner's going to frown. And then almost like when a child says something really annoying, he's going to sort of roll his eyes and realize how petty Kratz has made this and sort of smugly decide that actually McBenner realizes that he has really got under Kratz's skin and that feels a little bit like a victory for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he sort of smiles to himself, shakes his head and doesn't say anything else. I think he's definitely a teleporter. Uh, Sol Raver's attention is is purely on Ren at this point, and she says she says to her, "On the honor of the Drake Wardens of Dash Calray, no harm will come to you if you come willingly with us to the city." Scrymar Earthcall would like a word with you, Drago, son of Dengon. I mean, how do you know who we are if you've been watching us in the woods, in the forest? We haven't been watching you, but Scrymar has foreseen this one's coming. And she turns towards Drago again. Is calling you like saying too dramatic? She'll say to you, Drago. Drago's just kind of staring back, eyes narrowed, as if trying to make this person out and this uh, fellow dragonborn, just trying to size her up. Yeah, do you want to give me a perception check as you as you eye this character, and then we're, we're coming to you after this, Chungus? Oh, uh, was that an attack roll? We <laughs> <laughs> oh, better try to check her out. Actually, oh, oh, for initiative, sneak attack. To 19. have a large Drake, you have to be a level fourteen character. Just, just pointing that out there. I was a level. 14. Hey, we, you Let's don't have to level. We have to be. We can take him. <laughs> uh, Nineteen for perception. 
Yeah, you notice that she has this very impressive half-plate armor that appears to have two dragonborns that appear to be turning their breath weapons towards what appears to be the outlining of some form of celestial uh, being, some form of starlight being. Um, She has across her back this um, great shield that appears to also contain this great axe within. Um, I between episodes, I'll send you a picture of her. She's she's a bit shorter than you, but she's 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 just as physically imposing. Um, and her, her as your skins are this kind of pale silver, you notice that hers seems to glisten with this uh, almost like ornate gold nature. Her skin, her, her skin, and her her scales are as gold as the drake that she what rides. What colours are veins? Her veins seem to run a a a, a purpley, almost orange like color. Is that around the neck? Yes. As well, because okay. Um, what did she say again? Sorry, I was in. I was in. Really... She said, "Is calling you Blake, uh, uh, Blight Blaine too dramatic?" No, you can call me Drago. Fair she enough. At that. We'll she follow you, that. but on foot. If you have any respect, I appreciate it. If you would do the same, you get no quarrel from me. She turns to Sol Bahumut and says, "In in 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 Dragonborn, fly home, my child." And you see the Drake immediately just these wings flap, and you can feel the air as this thing ascends into the sky and takes off back towards. Dash Calray. Drago visibly bristles at the command issued to the Drake, but there's um, no word against it. We have important business to attend to. We may also know something about the UNT, if that's any help. I'm just going to go to Chungus and Sorry. then Syangar as Chungus. Chungus, you, you've just seen Solbahumit take to the sky. The other Drakes are still there. And the riders are still mounted on them. So still somewhat in awe um, and obviously picking up on now the common conversation that's happening. Uh, the mention of Scrymar, Chungles um, will just pipe up and say, is, is the meeting with Scrymar, is the meeting with the, the rest of the Keeper of the Roots? Is it for everyone? Can we come too? Not my question to answer. And she looks at Drago. Yeah, of course you can. Sorry. As Drago kind of shakes his head um, as he watched Sol Bahamut fly away. Yeah, um, uh, absolutely. Oh, little brother. We're going to the top. And Chungus will kind of make his way back and put his arm around Kratz. Just hit Kratz like, Rolling like, yay! Syngar, <laughs> 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 uh, was there something you wanted to do? Yes, there was actually. Are the other Drakes still uh, still hanging around with their riders? Yes. Cool. Um, could I slowly kind of awkward backwards moonwalk? No, I just walk uh, kind of interested, looking like I'm just interested, up towards the nearest Drake get close and give like a, a hand to the scaled chest and a little bit of a bow, reverend respect. 
then try and mutter in draconic to the dragonborn. I'd probably pick a rider that's like elvish or something like that that might not, well, I'd perceive I'll, maybe not to speak. Do you want me to give you the descriptions of the others so you can pick which one you would go towards? Oh, yes, please. Do lovely. you want to give us descriptions? Of I the absolutely <laughs> do. So you've got this copper. Uh, that one. This copper drake. <laughs> long in the neck. Um, incredibly long in the neck. It has short and stunted antlers that look like orc teeth on its head. Copper scales with shades of mint green and these bright lime eyes. You see on its uh, back a female air ganassi or with light blue skin, long jet silver hair, cloud-like blue and white eyes. And she looks at you as you approach. Yeah, yeah, that one. Sorry, I will pick that one. That was lovely, Darren. Thank you. What a description. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably assuming like this Ganassi thing, I don't know what it is. Probably doesn't speak draconic. Um, she probably does, but he's going to think there's nothing to it. We'll go up and just kind of like give a reverend bow, looking not at the rider, but just at the uh, the drake and just whisper mm, lowish in volume. Intraconic, you give the signal, we'll bust you free. And then he's just going to walk back. That's it. And then you hear a shout from come down from the top of the rider. There's this female egg, and as he just says, Oh, God. It's already free, Dragonborn. He's going to just um, kind of throw over his shoulder, say that to the stirrups you've got tied around him. I'm going to continue walking back. And as you do that, you he also notice heavy. he, my brother. Um, you you notice that there is now this this brass drake and this bronze drake also looking at you. The brass drake has this dark brass scales that almost appear jet black as it as you as you as the sun seems to dance around it. It's as it, as it sits in areas of shadow. These scales could be mistaken for being jet black. It has these curved like ram antlers and these jet black dancing eyes which uh, have these very dark but very alert pupils that seem to now be following you Sayangar. Uh, the rider on its back has dark brown skin light green short hair and piercing orange eyes this is one of the earth ganassi the bronze dragon itself has what appears to be a male water ganassi on its back it has bronze scales dark green hues around the neck and golden eyes with these dark purples Jagged antlers sit atop its head that almost make it look like it has a shield mounted to its back. Um, Drago. While Drago and Sol were having their conversation and mm-hmm. after she sent Bahamut home, Drago's just going to take in the amount of drakes and the colours that mm-hmm. are around just so he's got a bearing on in his mind, how many there are at least that have been captured here. Um, could I get a number, please? And a, well, and a see- small description so I can just note them down by colour reference. How many drakes there are still present? So you've had the big golden one that the Alpha take back off. There is a silver drake, which you've heard his name is Moonweaver, which is the one that sat on the road in front of you with a uh, what appears to be a, 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 a shirtless uh uh, tattooed elf on its back um these drakes start to take off one by one themselves um you hear the air ganassi who is on the one that's just spoken to Syngar. she says fly zero axe in draconic and this long neck turns towards the sky and just takes off towards 
uh, dash calorie itself. So that's zero acts as one word that that copper that one. Brown copper, sorry, copper. Yep. Um, the 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 brass coloured Drake. Uh, the rider on its back just says "Arifian Prime, fly," and this Drake takes off towards Dash Calray. So you've seen a copper and brass one. The brass one itself almost appearing dark black. These two Drakes have taken back off. You've picked up the names Zeroax and Arifian Prime for these two Drakes. The next one to take off is this great bronze and green Drake. Uh, the water ganassi on the back doesn't say fly, it just nods towards the city and says, Home Verandax, and this creature takes off towards Dash Calray. So that's Verandax, V E R A N D A X. Um, leaving just the moon, the, the, the moon colored silver drake in front of you, which turns without saying anything and just takes off towards the city itself. Um, leaving just Sol Raver on foot with you. And she looks at you, Drago, and says, I'm taking you at your word. Like Bane, Drago. Just Drago. She gestures towards the city and says, Scrymar Rife call awaits you all. And starts to walk off down the path towards Dash Calvary. Drago will follow. Making Mc- sure that he appears taller than her at all times. McBenner follows, just sort of looking down at himself and at the rest of the group and probably how travel stained and mucky and dusty and just generally you know, sort of what states we look in and sort of goes, I hope this uh, earth caller we're going to meet doesn't mind how we're dressed. And as you say that, and the party continues to move towards Dash Calray, escorted by this great Drake Warden. That is where we're going to end it for tonight's episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. I loved that. That was awesome. Oh. Beautiful. I think, Callum, I think Callum said the least amount in an episode. Full stop. I think. That was, that was <laughs> yeah. It, record, it all what, what it do all you think? You were, what do you think, Shada? You, you were talking in draconic for probably at least twenty to thirty minutes of that. I was like, I tried to contribute to this, I'm but the other hour. <clears throat> just saying. Just I'm saying. a grumpy old it, goblin. It's because Kratz just doesn't know what to say apart from show how how much McBen has annoyed him and that just feels great. Kratz <laughs> sounds like he's so. been ripped straight from a pub. Like he could be <laughs> the landlord of the most You you don't know about Kratz's personal life. Right, I was, possibly oh, could be. Okay, I was giving you some props. And if you wanted for whatever reason after that to give Callum some props, you can do so on one of <laughs> our bother. Twitter pages. <laughs> um we have a main one which is at Fellowship Table. We have a Facebook at Fellowship Table. We have a website, fellowship Thank you very much to the new listeners that we've had. Over the last two weeks, we've had some 230 of you join us for our ride on um, episode oh, one. Yeah. So you've got a way to go before you reach us here. That's episode one of um, our Bellum Draconis arc uh, that premiered last year. But we want to say welcome when eventually you get here anyway. Um, and to the rest of you long-time listeners, thank you for tuning in, uh, listening and making us a part of the everyday week. We love you for it. 
Uh, please like, subscribe, ding the bell. That's YouTube. So just let your friends know, let your family know, let anyone know about us. Word of mouth is leave us a review on leave any us of these a review. Uh, anything like that. It's the most powerful tool that we have our, at our disposal. If you wanted to ding us individually, you can do so. I'm at Twitter, which is at iWorldOne. I'm at Twitter. Is that, has that been taken? You are Twitter. Who is you Twitter? Twitter. Twitter's you are official at Twitter. Twitter. Who's Twitter. at Twitter? Twitter's official Good. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that one. That's shit. <laughs> Um, I'm at I'd, I rolled a one. Jesus Christ. Callum's at the D20 Gamer. Will is at which Will? Not no no no. OG Will. <laughs> you, you know uh, this Natural Twenty Will. Fake Will is at <laughs> Fellowship NPC PC. Danny is at Total Party Thrills. Mark is at Natural. No, oh god. Uh, hastily rolled. Uh, hastily rolled DMs. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> and our Crystal Maze host wannabe DM can be found at <laughs> the Hula the Hula. No, Darren Page O six. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Farewell. 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 Farewell.